Okay. Chapter 2. Now we request, request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by the spirit or the message or a letter as if it is from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. This is the second letter, as Paul told you, that he wrote to the Thessalonians. It was written about 50 to 51 AD. Now, when we talk about dates in scripture, they're subjective, you know. We don't have a time stamp on this particular thing. We do want some, but they tell us the reign of such and such, and that kind of picks us where we are. We think that this is probably one of the early letters, as we have told, have told you, that Paul wrote. The one that might be older than Thessalonians is, is Galatians, where he gives his own testimony, but they're right there together. They're about the same time. So we don't know um, what prompted this question. But when we wrote letters, <laughs> I'm sorry to say we don't write too many letters now, but we answered the question from the time before, you know. Well, how are you doing, you know? And then when we would write back, we'd tell them how we're doing and it <laughs> and what the problem was or whatever. We don't know what prompted this, but Paul got some word back that they had a concern. And so he's writing it. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. Two events, two events, that the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, everybody agrees that Jesus is coming back. That's the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. A couple of Sundays ago, we talked about the mystery that Paul told us in chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians about the rapture, what we have named the rapture of the church. He calls it here, and our gathering together with him. So at two events, the rapture, which we have called the rapture of the church, which I have told you, I teach this, and I believe I'm right according to scripture, that nothing has to happen 
for Jesus to come back and gather his church to him. Nothing has to happen. That can happen anytime. The coming of our Lord Jesus, which he will, uh, we'll talk about that in just a second, when he comes the second time to earth, to earth. That's another event. He says in verse 2, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by spirit or a message or a letter as if it came from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. So that was the problem. Some people said Jesus had already come back. And Paul is going to answer that question the rest of 2 Thessalonians 2. Two events, the coming of our Lord Jesus and the gathering of the saints. Two events. Okay, he says, verse 3, let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction do you have another word for apostasy in your bible or do you have a footnote that tells you what apostasy is what larry rebellion falling away okay so unless this falling away or rebellion comes first and, and most commentators says there's a rebellion and then the uh, falling away or the apostasy. Uh, <clears throat> so the man of lawless is revealed and the son of destruction, verse four, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. So, nothing has to happen for Jesus to gather us together. But something does has to happen before Jesus comes back. And he calls it apostasy or lawlessness now we've been to Matthew 24 before so let's go to Matthew 24 now this is if your Bible and if the publishers have got it straight this is Jesus himself talking Matthew 24 it's beginning verse 1 of Matthew 24 <coughs> Matthew 24, verse 1. Jesus came out of the temple and he was going away when his disciples came up to the point out of the temple building to him. And he said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone will be left upon another which will not be torn down. 
As he was sitting in the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus said unto them, See to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for these things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places there will be famines and earthquake. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Verse 9. Then... They will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. False prophets will arise and many will, will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken by uh, Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains, Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get things out there uh, that are in the house. Whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that your flight not be on winter or in the Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now or ever will. Unless those days had been cut short, no life would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, these days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is Christ, or there he is, do not believe him, for false price, Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great things and wonders so as to mislead if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. For behold, he is in the inner room, do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Lord, tell us when's going to be the end. He said a lot of things have got to happen and a lot of people are going to say, I'm he. He said, don't believe it. He says, he says look to Daniel. And when, when they're in the holy place, abominating in the temple, he says, get ready. If you can outrun lightning, you might be okay. <laughs> but he says, 
If you're on the rooftop, don't go get your shirt. You won't have enough time. The Lord's going to come back. We've, we've read in other lessons here lately, uh, verse 42 says, Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know when, which day your Lord is coming. That's not the gathering. That's the end of times. That's the end of times. That's what Jesus said. Now Matthew was written about 10 years after Paul wrote Thessalonians. I don't think they collaborated. I don't think there's any plagiarism taking place here. You've heard that word lately. But the Holy Spirit told Matthew what to write, just like the Holy Spirit told Paul what to write to the Thessalonians. And they agreed. We'll see that in a minute. Back to 2 Thessalonians. So, Paul is saying that who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God, this is verse 4, or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. I don't know when the Lord's coming back is either the gathering or this place, but we've often said that watch our Jewish friends and watch what goes on in the temple. There is no temple now for the Jews to worship in, but that has to happen according to Scripture. Pick up in verse 5. Do you not remember while I was still with you? And this is Paul talking. Do you not remember while I was still with you? I was telling you these things. And you know what restrains him now? So that in his time, he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. For the mystery of the lawlessness is already at work. Paul wrote that 2,000 years ago. Could we say amen to the fact that... <laughs> That lawlessness is still working? Very much. Then he says, verse 7, Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Go to the Gospel of John, chapter 16. John, chapter 16. Earlier, we were talking in 1 Thessalonians about 
sanctification and we said it was a continual act that there came a time in your life where you were saved and a miracle happened and let's read that picking up in John 16 verse 1 the gospel of John chapter 16 these things I have spoken to you so that you may be kept from stumbling that they make you outcasts from the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone <clears throat> who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. These things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. But these things I have spoken to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you of them. These things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. Verse 5. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and of righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. We don't understand it, but at salvation, God puts in each one of us his Holy Spirit, just like he told us he would. Galatians, turn with the Galatians chapter 5. Pastor Bobby just got through preaching through Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against things there is no law. 
Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, or envying one another. So when we're saved, God changes our nature. Paul said we are a new creation in Christ. We're different. We're different. And it's people like you who are restraining lawlessness. We've told you before, laws are given for two reasons. To regulate good and to restrain evil. We have laws that regulate good. You can only catch so many fish of so, such size or such species regulating good or to restrain evil. All the lawlessness that comes, part of our frustration is that sometimes we don't think the law is blind like Lady Justice, we're told, is. But God said, you make the difference. You remember when Elijah was on Mount Carmel and he called down fire from heaven and licked up the sacrifice and it licked up the wood and, and then he began to feel sorry for himself because Jezebel was coming after him and he said, Lord, it's just me. And the Lord pulled back the shades and says, Elijah, there's many, many people that hadn't bowed their knee to Baal. And there's many, many people who love the Lord. And there are many, many people who are restraining evil. So, go back to 2 Thessalonians. Verse 7. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We agree with that, right? Only he who restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. In the scripture we read back in Matthew a while ago, he says, he says tribulation is going so going to be so bad that there wouldn't be anybody, anybody there. And he's going to shorten it for the sake of the elect. We've talked about tribulation. We've talked about, we've talked about the millennium, which is only talked about in the book of Revelation. But he who restrains is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is taken out, after the, when the rapture happens, all that know him are going to be taken out. As Larry says, rebellion is going to take place. 
and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse till God says, I've had enough. And he comes back, as he said here, the coming of our Lord Jesus. Some things have to happen. We won't be here, as I understand it. Any problems, any questions about he who restrains? We okay? The Holy Spirit. All right, let's go on with verse 8. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring an end by the appearance of his coming. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 19. It's, <laughs> I, I told you in my little preamble there that the Bible was written by 40 different people over 1,400 years. <coughs> Revelation, as we understand it, was probably the last book written. It was written probably on Patmos when John was there and he wrote the gospel. Well, we know that, that that's where it was written. It was written about 90 A.D. Thessalonians, we've just got through telling you, was written about 50 A.D. So there's 40 years difference between what Paul said and what we're fixing to read in Revelation. Now, I hope you still got your finger in, in uh, 2 Thessalonians because it says here in verse 8 that lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring an end by the appearance of his coming. He's talking about at the end of tribulation, lawlessness will be put down. Paul said it's going to be by his breath. Look at Revelation 19, verse 20. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast. And those who worshipped his image, these two were thrown alive into the lake of fire which burns with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which came from his mouth. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. What Paul said 40 years before, the writer of Revelation, John, says they will be killed with what came from his mouth. Paul says he's going to be killed with the breath of his mouth. Verse 9. That he is the one who comes in according with the activity of Satan. With all power and signs and false wonders. And with all the deception of wickedness. For those who perish. Because they did not receive the love 
of the truth so as to be saved. John 3.16. We've talked about it. But John 3.17 says, but if you hadn't been, if you hadn't been believed, you're condemned already. Paul said here, because they did not receive the love of the truth as to be saved. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. So, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He himself said that. In Matthew 24, I'm coming back. But before I come back, it's going to be terrible. Absolutely terrible. So bad that unless the days were cut short, there wouldn't be anybody alive. But there's a gathering of God's people who, because of of the peace, joy, love, gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit that's within him restrains the evil that we have in this world. Restrains the evil that we have in this world. When they're taken out, they restrain evil and lawlessness is going to come. And it's going to be bad. And everybody there, he says, all the deception of wickedness for those who perish. Everybody's going to perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. So, we need to live like Jesus could come back anytime. Art told you, Paul preached. He expected the Lord's return anytime. 2,000 years have passed and he hadn't come back. The clock is getting shorter. We need to be sure that everyone we know Everyone we love is in the kingdom. Because unless you can outrun lightning, you won't have time at the end. You won't have time at the end. And then the world is going to be in one more mess until Jesus comes back and with the breath with his breath, he slays the beast and the dragon. And then he puts the rest in motion. We call it the millennium, new heaven and new earth. Well, a mystery. 
but Paul's telling us about it. And we have several in Scripture. We talked about those too. Any questions? But I did a pretty good job then. <laughs> no. Well, it sounds like, Bill, when this happens, no one will have to be sending emails around or letters telling them what's going on. That's exactly right, John. Exactly right. Folks, it's serious. And we need to see that our loved ones are in the in the in the the fold. I love you, thank you, and know what you believe and why you believe it. And when these people come knocking on your door and tell them, you know, they're Jehovah's Witness, tell them you are too, <laughs> and that you got the truth. You got the truth. It's amazing to me that the Jehovah's Witness were formed in 1870. We're talking about when time began. God set it in motion when time began to redeem mankind. And he used a group of people that we would not have, have known. He said, Abraham, I'm going to use you. And Pastor Bobby's run that, run that race so much it's almost redundant. But anyway, you understand. Well, let's pray and then we'll go to the further service. Father, we thank you for all you are to us. We ask that you'd be with us. As we go to the further service, we ask that you bless everything that's said, done, prayed, sung, preached. Lord, just, just bless it and bring honor and glory to yourself. We thank you that a long time ago, Paul wrote what we have as the book, two little books of Thessalonians, and he showed us mysteries of your coming back. Bless us now, Lord, as we go from this place, and may we go with the idea that we need to be sure that our loved ones know you. Bless us as we go, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.